You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to the Global Spotlight Podcast. We're interviewing coaches from around the world in all sorts of genres, executive coaching, career coaching, singing coaching today with my very good friend Sarah Kane in Philadelphia. Sarah is a phenomenal singer and songwriter, but she's also a really great teacher. So we're talking to Sarah today about her teaching um, hat and how uh, that's presented some challenges and also some joy. But let me just read out quickly her bio because it's fascinating. Sarah Kane is a piano teacher, vocal coach and songwriting coach in Philadelphia teaching children from the ages of five up to adults. She has a degree in music composition from the University of Maryland Baltimore County, and she coaches approximately 30 students each week, and she's also a music and art therapist to autistic children. That is such a great, great story. Tell us a little bit about that and how you got into that. Well, um, for the teaching job, a guitar player that I did a few shows with um, a couple years ago, his name is Mickey, he was already teaching at the school, and so he called me up one day and said that they were losing a teacher who taught piano and voice and he thought that I would fit into it and I always have been great at you know explaining things in very layman's terms to young kids to other adults and I was a little scared to go into it but I just decided to do it so I jumped into it full force um and it's amazing you know when you jump in how much you actually know to teach you know you don't know how much you really know um yeah, there's this, there's this really great phrase that I often use called the imposter syndrome. And when we start something new we've never done before, we get this negativity behind us saying, oh, look, you can't do that. Right. You've never done that before. But sometimes when you jump in and you try it, you think, hang on, I, I, I'm pretty good at this. I've, I've, I've got my mojo. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've just fallen on your feet. Yeah. Have you always wanted to do coaching? Have you always wanted to do to, to do teaching? Or is this something that's an additional strategy for your uh, awesome music career. Well, I actually always did want to teach. I, When I was in college and I didn't know what I wanted to do, I was an English major at the time and I started taking classes for teaching degree. So I actually did all like the student teaching in, you know, high school and things like that. But I found it very um, confining. You know, there's been a whole lot of rules in, implemented in the U.S. I'm not sure how it is mm-hmm. in there. But, um, you know, I felt like I couldn't be myself in that environment. So, Um, I let that go and I was like, well, I'll just be the person who does what I'm doing, not teaching it, you know, and then, um, but wherever I was, I would always end up teaching. So it's like, you know, on my softball team, I ended up really helping out as a hitting coach just with, I could explain things to people, you know. It's in your blood, isn't it? Yeah. You've got it, you've got it. I really like it and I, and I, you know, and I teach everybody differently. So I'm really good at adapting. And when you say that, who is your ideal student? Have you, you, you like to to teach a cross-section of people, or do you you have a, a group of people you prefer to work with? Well, 
I do notice that kids under the age, you know, before they hit teenage years, a lot of times they are a lot more brave just because they haven't been exposed to a lot of like the, you know, things that you go through as a teenager where you start worrying about what everyone thinks of you and you don't want to look stupid and you're afraid to make a mistake. You know, a lot of times kids are just like gun ho. Um, Sometimes, though, adults are really great as well, though, because by the time they've decided to take your lesson, they're really serious about it. So they come in, they work hard, and they're not afraid to look a certain way. Um, but I, the ideal student is basically just someone who is not, who doesn't have a lot of hang-ups and just really loves to learn. That's a perfect student for any teacher, yeah. isn't it? Because you know, there's some of us that love to learn and we're just eager to get on with it and other people are, you know, they're always distracted and they've got other things they'd rather be doing. But, you know, one of the things we want to chat to about with all of our coaches and our teachers is, you know, what are the challenges around coaching and how did you get through those? Because a lot of the people listening to these podcasts are newbie coaches. They're really starting their journey. What advice would you have to people starting their journey about the, the challenges you've had and how you've got through them? Yeah, um... Well, one is, you know, people around you will never um, understand, you know, unless you have a union job and tons of medical benefits and things like that, people will always feel like it's not the right direction. So you have to just trust your own direction. Um, And then on top of it, you have to just give yourself some slack because it's really hard to remember what it was like when you didn't know much about your subject. So when you go into that room, you, you actually have to trust that you know a lot more than that student in there. Let wow. That's good. Actually, I really like that phrase because you know, when, we, when we actually move along the journey, we accumulate this wisdom almost by default. Mm-hmm. Especially, and I imagine this would happen to you, it certainly happens to me because you're doing it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're in the field. Right. You know, you, you've had to work out a, a technically challenging recording issue or you've had to deal with, the, you know, a late drummer or, mm-hmm. a, you know, an obstinate bass player. And these are little things that you can impart mm-hmm. that aren't technically pure music theory, but the point is that it's it's all part of that journey of learning the instrument and learning the to play in a group, yeah? Yeah, totally. And, and the thing that I find a lot, too, is that when you're at a higher level, a lot of times you got to that higher level because you always thought you needed to keep working harder. Um, you know, you always have people that are still inspiring you. And so you think, oh, my God, you're not at that level yet to teach. But just because you're not at that highest level doesn't mean you still can't inspire the beginner. Yeah. I really, I just really love that idea. I think that's probably the theme for today's podcast, this idea that whatever level you're mm-hmm. at, you can be an inspiration to people. And we have to remember that because we, we're not all at, a, at the highest level that we've yet to achieve. Yep. But we've, we've, we've been working hard and we've learned stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And that's, it. that's I think, the, the joy of coaching, isn't it? The joy of saying, you know, I've learned some things and I love to impart it. And that's actually something that coaches have intrinsically, this joy of coaching, of teaching, of, yeah. of sharing. Yeah? yeah, and also for someone... Like me, I actually do really, really, really love to learn. I was always that student that, like, loved the challenge and, and asked a million questions. So for me, be, becoming a teacher forced me to become even better for my students. So it's actually giving me exactly what I need. You know what I mean? And one of the, the things I want to ask all of my coaches is the idea of uh, sharing information for absolute beginners and 
you and I both have been doing this a long time, but can you can you share some really nuggets of wisdom for the newbies, the ones that are just starting out on the coaching journey that are that are not really sure what to do? What advice would you have to those uh, newbie coaches? Um, well, I would say, you know, don't be intimidated by a student. Um, second, I would also say, um, you know, try and take a step back and really put yourself in the student's shoes. You know, like, mm. you know, look at if it's an instrument, look, try to look at your instrument again as if you're looking at it for the first time or try to think about your subject as if you're really thinking about it from the outside and from the first time, mm-hmm. you know, as if almost you have like one arm tied behind your back. And then you can begin to explain things from a simpler aspect. Because I think one of the biggest- that's a real skill. That's a real skill. If you've got that skill, Sarah, that is such a brilliant idea yeah. because a lot of us, a lot of us, I admit, I admit I sometimes am a little bit impatient like that. And a lot of people just cannot teach. They're so... Yeah advanced in their skill set that they can't they can't see like that. It's <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> but you know, one of the other things I, I love to this is two thousand and fifteen, the year that Marty McFly went to the future. Oh really? <laughs> with, with the DeLorean. What would you say to yourself if you could go back ten or twenty years and picture yourself as a young person? What what advice would you have, knowing what you know now? I mean, I, right around in my 20s is when I kind of started following what I thought was my calling. So, you know, not everybody can do that, you know, at that age or not everybody's doing it right now. So what I would say is um, if you're thinking about it on your little in-between moments and you think, oh, you know, I probably should be a teacher. If you have those moments or, you know what, I could coach that or I could make that a better team. And then you then you throw that thought away two minutes later. That's probably the right thought, and you probably should go yeah. for that thought. It's it's not like everybody always thinks like your calling is more like a um, oh my god you wake up and you just bang the light bulb goes off and it's more like an itch, you know it's just like an itch in the back of your mind. Yeah. Let's explore that a bit. You you, you called it the in between moments. Yeah. I've never heard this phrase before. So you you actually say that sometimes. The calling comes to you really quite silently, quite gently. Yeah, like, you know, the, you wake up, the, you got your, you got a million things you got to do during the day, and then you got to go to the bank, and then you got to go to the gas station, and then you got to answer these phone calls, and oh my God, you forgot to pay that bill, this, that, whatever. And in the middle of it all, you just say, oh my God, you know what, I should just talk to the teacher. Ah, oh, but that never would have gotten me anywhere. And then you just keep on going somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, those are the kinds of thoughts that when you keep having them, year after year, that's yeah. really what you should be doing. And you could just simply... I love that. You know? I, I, I love that because um, ob- obviously that little bit of wisdom that's coming in those silent moments is really a bit of a knock on the door, isn't it? And sometimes I'd imagine a lot of us don't pay heed to that mm-hmm. yet. Nope, until it hits you in the face with like a brick. <laughs> or there's maybe a, it gets years down the track and you, you realise that, uh, well, maybe I should have done that 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. If only I had a time machine and I could go yep. back 30 But the years. thing is, though, if, if, if it's something that – that's the other thing. Like, I can't stand how society makes us feel that, you know, just because we're getting older that, oh, it's, we shouldn't do this or that. You know, I if – you're, if you're gifted at something and if people always come to you and they, you know, want you to explain how does football work or how does this work or how does whatever work, you know, mm-hmm. and you're able to do it at 55 – 
and you never taught, you know, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to just naturally do it. You know, that, that naturally gifted people could do it at any point in their lives. That, that is such a brilliant premise, the idea that it's never too late. It really isn't. I mean, because you could be, you know, I'm sure half of my college professors that were older, I mean, I'm sure some of them felt like they were not in the business long enough, but they were teaching me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, what, what we've, we've, we've talked about a lot of different things here. I want to get, throw back to you and give people a chance to contact you, hear some of your music, uh, perhaps come and take some of your lessons if they live in Philly. Tell me a, a little bit about what you're doing and how people can contact you. Um, well, right now I'm working on my first album as well, but I am on Twitter and Facebook um, and Instagram quite often. I like to post things about my album, plus things about you know the joys of my teaching career. Um, I like to give a little bit of everything. So um, you can definitely find me at Sarah Kane Music, S-A-R-A-H-K-A-N-E, Music, M-U-S-I-C, um, and that's on all social forums. So, Okay, so she'll came, Sarah Kane Music on all of the platforms. And is it sarahkanemusic.com? Um, not yet. <laughs> There's a lot okay. of music that will be released, especially other projects that I'm on for other writers that um, we will be posting this year. So. Well, look, I really, really appreciate you taking your time. I know how busy you are. It's really late there in the, at night. That seems about the only time that I can I get you. I really, really wanted to, to thank you for coming on the show today. We're, we're creating some magic here with this idea of the Coaches Connection Academy. So thanks again for taking some time out of your busy day to chat to us here in Australia. No problem, Keith. I always love talking to you.